this is Adam and Matt, and here's what's coming up on this week's CarCast. The first day I got in the car, and another one was coming directly at me. I didn't notice too many on the road, but the guy was coming yeah. right at me, and the guy gave me the big thumbs up, like, like we're in the same fraternity, yeah. and I didn't know how to respond, like the proper response, because... There's part of me that was like, hey, I wouldn't pay 70 grand for this car. I'd be driving an M3. But I, I'm not going to be able to convey all that with one hand movement. So then there's other part, well, I don't want to be a douche and not give him the thumbs up. Yeah. Like I'm in the Cadillac Club yeah. with him. But on the other hand, I'm not in the Cadillac Club with him. I'm just driving, I'm just driving so the car. So you turn your head in shame? No, like, I gave don't him, talk to me. I gave him the, hey, man, you know, I, yeah. want, him, I want him to feel good about his purchase. Listen for free through iTunes, the free Adam Carolla app, or visit acecarcast.com. You're listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network. Hello, my little croutons. It's me, Allison. I wanted to um, just say a few words before this show started. And yes, I did call you croutons. You know why? Because I'm hungry. Um, But also... Because last time I called you guys enchiladas and people seem to like that. You guys are weird with what you like. But I like that you like me. That's not weird. Anyway, um, Dave Hill is the guest on this show and he is uh, super funny and I'm a big fan of his and I think you will be as well. June 22nd is the next live Allison Rosen is your new best friend. It's going to be at Nerd Melt. And I'm keeping the guests a secret for now. Um, because it's, well, I can't tell you why, because that would ruin the surprise. But um, already the lineup is looking super awesome. And uh, and I think you should come out. And I will announce that soon. But as of right now, um, you're just going to have to be surprised and dazzled, which I think you will be. I think you'll be pleased. I am leaving for New York tomorrow. And uh, my head's just in a bazillion places right now. But except for I'm totally focused on the fact that I'm talking to you guys and I love you. Um, In this episode, all of a sudden you'll hear Dustin and you might be thinking, what? And that's because I did not announce him at the beginning. But sometimes that happens. Think of Dustin as like a guy who just creeps up on you and then you, you jump, but then you're happy he's there. For anyone who doesn't know who Dustin is, he's my sometimes sidekick. I would like him to do the show all the time, but he has a life and stuff, and so he does it when he's available. Okay. Also, on uh, the re- a recent episode, the most recent episode, actually, I put a song from my band at the very end because people were wondering why I never played that music. So I played one song, and uh, the reaction was very good. In fact, someone tweeted me that they found our album on eBay, which I thought was cool. But I said that... Uh, the reason I don't play the music or talk about it that often, first of all, it's a long time ago, but also because I just felt like I said I said it didn't really reflect me as an artist. And then I said that that was a super pretentious thing to say, which I still agree with. But I guess what I meant to say – no, that is what I meant to say. But then recently I thought, you know, I'm just going to bite the bullet and listen to this again. I don't know why I had this resistance. Um, I'm wondering, do you guys have that sometimes, that – thing where you don't want to go back and uh, like watch a video from years before or read an old diary or something like that. Pictures I usually like to look at, but anything that is more of a f- uh, complete experience that might make me feel immersed in that in a, in a time period that was uh, ages ago and sort of emotionally tough, 
I have this block against. But I thought, I'm going to do it. I'm going to listen. And I started listening to the songs and I got chills. Not because they're so good, (laughs) though they are, um, but it just brought me back so much to that time period. And so I thought, uh, last time I played Steak Knife, which was a song that I didn't write the lyrics to, um, and I didn't write the song. And this time I'm going to put a song at the very end of the episode called I Never, which I did uh, write the lyrics and the – I wrote that song, but I should say, uh, out of respect to my bandmates, I brought in a lot of the songs, like the kernel of the song, and then – as a team, we you know put the song together, so it's not like I came in with something fully formed or anything like that. Um, but if you enjoy the music and you want to find out more, um, Paula, our singer, is now in a band called The Heels, and she's in Portland. And Tim, our drummer, is in a band called The Suicide Notes, which actually the song I'm going to play is about a friend of mine committing suicide, but that has no relation to The Suicide Notes. And, and he is based in Seattle. And then Yami, our bass player, is not currently playing in a band but she might pop up on this show sometime because she used to come on the show when it was a, the Ustream show all the time. Okay, then. So if you wait until the end of the episode, I will play that song and I'll intro it and I'll explain it a little bit. And again, I put it at the end because you might not want to sit through it now. You also might not want to sit through me talking right now, in which case I just direct you to that fast forward button. But don't use it because I'll know. Okay, then. I think it might be time to do iTunes Comment of the Week. Allison Rosen brings you the best iTunes comments of the week. All right, so there's two comments because last time I said that I wanted everyone to say what their favorite breakfast food was, and I and you guys did very well, some of you, but some of you didn't. So anyway, you know what? Forget it. It'll make sense as we go. Gary hit it. All right, so the first one here is by Carl Mack, and it's titled "Well Done." Allison and company have skillfully crafted a podcast that combines probing questions and long-form answers with an almost barroom atmosphere that draws the guests into a spirited and revealing interview and often leads down a path you would not suspect. Also, she says dirty words and talks about her lady parts. I just enjoyed that because it's true. I do say dirty words and I do talk about my lady parts. Some might say too much, but not Carl Mack. All right, let's do the next one. And the second one is from Fuller Knits, and it's titled Turkey Sausage. It says whole wheat English muffin, turkey sausage, slice of cheese, large cup of coffee. That is a great breakfast. Please more Dustin's mom. I'd kind of like Mrs. Dustin's mom to be a new best friend of mine as well. All right. Whole wheat English muffin? I don't know how I feel about that, Gary. Yeah, it seems like, uh, I don't know. I tend to order, if I'm going to get toast, I would order wheat toast usually. Same. But with my English muffin, I just want, you know, white. Yeah, I agree. Okay, and I feel like there's a, there's a healthy element to that—the turkey baked turkey sausage or whatever, you know. It, it seems like there's that this is a healthy angle. Yeah, a lot of people talked about waffles and pancakes, waffles versus pancakes specifically, and one person said pancakes soaked up the butter better because if they're more they're more porous. Yes, that's true. Then again, a waffle does have more surface area. Actually, if you were to completely flatten it out. I stand by what I said in the Damashek episode, which is that the Belgian waffle has 16 tiny little cups that can hold the wa- the syrup and butter. You counted them? Uh, you know. Is that what – is a Belgian waffle – is there a standard no, number I, I'm, of No, I'm making cups? that up. Okay. There's – I've had ones that, you know, there's nine. <laughs> I've had ones – I mean, we could go I – mean, this topper could be 10 minutes if we talk about all the different waffles I've had. I, I'm tempted – 
but no. All right. I disagree with you guys about – I think on the episode we talked about, I disagree with you guys about French toast. French toast is not something I've had in like forever. But I just don't think it deserves the uh, the the, uh, the the treatment it received. You guys are so anti-French toast. It's not a breakfast food. What What is it? A snack? It's like a slice of syrupy cake that you happen to justify eating at breakfast time. Oh, I see. As opposed to a savory Belgian waffle. Well, and depending, listen, I'll. I'll I see I'll, what you're saying. I'll you're saying it's too cakey. It is, and yeah, okay, and that. some people do their Belgian waffles up too crazy with the the chocolate or the strawberries and the whipped cream and all right. that nonsense, and that's a little too sugary too. But I just think that if you order a piece of French toast, the way it comes is so sugar laden yes. and cakey and pastry, drown you know, drowned in syrup that right. I don't I don't need that. I once. Um, kept the cover of, I think it was Time Out in New York, which comes up in this episode because Dustin and I worked there. I kept the cover of it, which had um, a picture of the kind of French toast you're talking about with just like way too much. And I kept it as a motivation to diet because looking at it gave me that like ugh feeling. That's how gilding the lily it is. So I know what you're saying. All right. So now I have to f- – oh, oh, oh. And regarding Dustin's mom, there's been – a lot of comments. In fact, I wanted to choose a different comment about Dustin's mom, but it didn't have breakfast foods in there. And I'm I'm married to the idea of reading the comments that have the items that we asked for last week. But a lot of people like Dustin's mom. Um, and maybe we can get her on the phone or to come in or something. And then also it makes me think that perhaps I should incorporate my dad into this show a little bit because he used to appear on the Ustream show on the phone, occasionally in person, and everyone loved him. Um, So maybe I'll try to get him on the phone on this show. Here's the problem, though. My dad has a very, uh, oh, hi, I'm performing now voice. He's not aware he does it, but it's like... (laughs) trying to think if I can do an example of it. It's like, um, oh, hello. It's very sing-songy and it goes up and down. And I'm just hanging out with your mom here. We're just watching the television. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think he thinks he sounds like super good and like that's how people on the radio talk. So that's one thing. And the other thing is he has this go-to joke, which is not funny. The apple doesn't fall that far from the tree. But I guarantee you, if I were to call him up, He'd be like, oh, hello. (laughs) And then if I said, what are you doing? He would say that he's just putting his sweaters in bags for the summer. Because he, and I don't know why he thinks that's so funny because it's not a joke. People actually do that with sweaters, but he thinks that that's hilarious. So anyway, I'm just warning. I almost want to call him right now, but well, here's the problem though. Next time we get on the phone, he will have heard this. Well, it's okay. We can just talk to him about that. So anyway, enjoy the episode. And uh, and if you want, at the very end, listen to an Angora song. I love you guys. Bye. Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison. Hey, 
Hey everyone, hi, hello, it's me, Allison Rosen, your new best friend, and welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. My guest today is the one and only Dave Hill, comedian, musician, writer, guy who normally is, I feel like normally you wear velvet suits, but today you're wearing an orange shirt and just pants. I'm What's going on? I'm a mess. I, I'm I wasn't going to say it, but it's true. We also have no, Gary I, in the booth. Hey, hey Gary. I sound really um, like echoey to me, which is it's fine. It's good if you like echoes. But um, anyway, and we also have Dustin. Hello. Who, before the show started, dropped the bomb that as he was uh, going into business school, part of orientation involved taking an improv class. So we definitely have to come back to that. We have all sorts of things oh. planned for today. But first, Dave Hill, we mm-hmm. need to find out more about you. About my outfit or just me? Um, About you. Okay. Okay, you, you're in town because you just put out a book called yeah. Tasteful Nudes. That's right. And you had a book party last night. Yeah, I did a... Um, a sort of a show, public display of something or another at Stories Books what, on Sunset over there in Echo Park. Yes, what was right the there display? in the heart of it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I talked a little bit. I shredded on my guitar and and I read a little bit and then I answered some questions of great importance. And then you made out with people. Tweeted a photo. How many? Gosh, I don't know. Five or six. Is that, that and then before it gets night? fuzzy, I right. don't know. After that, I mean, I woke up in some strange bathroom. No, it was it was a nice night. It was a nice Sunday. I know you're joking, but I feel like maybe you it's did wake up like in a strange possible. bathroom. Yeah. No, I knew the bathroom that I woke up in. I, I feel like yeah, th- there was like one fact in there that was true, and we just will never know which yeah. one. That's like that game, three truths and a lie. I mean, probably the fact is that you had a book party. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, f- that's what happened. <laughs> you tweeted a photo of you and a tiger. Yeah, yeah. What the hell? Well, that's what happened. I went, I was at the stories place, and then we went to some place I can't pronounce the name of, T-A-I-X, people pronouncing it, a French Tosh? restaurant. I don't know. Tex, Takes, Tykes. Tykes. It's uh, over there on Sunset. Uh-huh. Uh, Sunset, we said. Sunset. In, here in town and then we went to my friend Dino's house and he lives uh, Dino near... who has a long Greek last name and is a comedian no no there's another Dino Dino, Dino Paredes oh no he's, uh, not, he's I, a, that's not where you went he knows Glenn Danzig okay. oh yeah just to qualify you, you, you hashtag Danzig in your tweets yeah yeah whenever possible right yeah we, we were gonna call Glenn Danzig last night for you know cause yesterday was my birthday oh Happy belated birthday. I'm a May birthday as well, except it's June. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. Are you a Taurus? No, no, I'm a Gemini. I, I knew what, that. Yeah, you, you can bed. feel it. So, totally. No, uh, yeah, we went to his house, uh, to Dino's house, not Glenn Danzig's house, which would have been great. Mm, that would have been cool. But maybe that was the bathroom you were in. Yeah, can Danzig's... Oh, there it is. Yeah. That's me and the tiger. And then there's also um, a dog face also. That's, because, a, that's a dog, yeah. Yeah, because Gary and I had a misunderstanding because I wanted to know what happened with the tiger photo. And then Gary thought I was asking you what happened with the dog photo. Well, I see, my thinking was that when I Allison tweeted to you and said, remind me to tell you about this. And I saw the tweet and looked at your timeline. Oh, I remember. I was, yeah. Okay, so I looked at your timeline and there was a tweet that said, 
11.33 p.m. still crunk with a picture of a dog. And I thought that was noteworthy, so I picked that one out. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess I could have said still crunk with the, me and the tiger, too. Or is that a cheat? Let me ask you this. Does that look real? Like it's alive? Oh. Not really. It do- I thought it was. Now that you say that, there's sort of <laughs> a taxidermied stillness. Well, yeah, he has huge... Taxidermied animals in it in his house in his house. Uh, and I want it to be there. alive. And oh, I think it too. is a cheetah to answer yeah. the, the question that wasn't entirely asked. Yeah, but he had like all these animals, like full, huge ass animals in his house. Had he shot them himself, or does he just collect no, taxidermy animals? I think he collected. In my sense, is that 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 was an old cheetah. Mm. Like, did it smell? No, it's delightful. My my grandfather had a rug that was maybe it was a cheetah. Grandpa Rosen. No, the other one. Uh, It's fifty-fifty chance I went. Yeah, I know, I know. No, the other one. I can't say the other one's name, or else you guys could get into my bank account. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) But it's weird that your mother's maiden name is a code word for all that stuff. When it's not hard to find out someone's mother's maiden name, you know. Anyway, though, the other grandpa. What street did you grow up on? Um, um, Big Cock. Oh, wow. That's why it's Cold-a-sec. so easy when I do my porn name. <laughs> yeah. um, so it, I'm sorry I interrupted you. Anyway, he had this rug that was a tiger or cheetah, and it, had, it was a head, and then like the, the body was a rug. It was really gross. Oh, I, I, I'm sure it's something you would like, Dave Hill, because you seem like someone who would like that kind of stuff. I am someone who would like that kind of stuff. And I recall when I interviewed you a few years ago, you had a problem with you. Ha- you were telling me about at one point having had a problem with a lot of moths in your house. Oh yeah, and how that was a problem because you had fine linens and things. I don't think I would that I said I had no. Fine it wasn't fine linens, but you had all <laughs> sorts of fancy clothes. Yeah, yeah. We well, yes, velvet suits for Christ's sake. That's name. what I'm saying. I like that you just made it the name of the store, Fine Linens and Things. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that is a good name of a store. Remember when Linens and Things is not around anymore, is it's it? It's not? I don't no. know. Oh, I thought it? that was still a thing. I don't know. Then I think again, that went uh, out with Lady Foot Locker. Do you remember when there was Strouds? <laughs> I <don't> know. <laughs> I got a lot of good betting at Strouds. I'm having my own show in my own head right now. And it's also in the microphone. Okay. Um, anyway. Yeah, see, and if you had moss, then I feel I like did. you would also enjoy this dead rug. Well, I didn't enjoy the, the moss. I was against that. I know. What, what happened was I moved into this apartment. It was my friend's apartment, and he left some of his things there, including an Oriana rug, which I threw under oh, the bed. yes. And there was all these moths, and I was doing, trying to get rid of them for, like, a seriously long time. And then one day... I was like, Dave, you should look under the bed. I bet something's going on under there. This is after like six months of like of Silence of the Lambs. I feel fear type. in the pit of my stomach, <laughs> even though I already know what's ha- what's coming. Yeah, this is awful. I, yeah, it, so because I had moths. Like I'm just seeing the scene in Batman where he goes in the cave the first time, and they all like fly out at him. Yeah, that's <laughs> but then exactly. I, I guess you would have become a superhero called Mothman if uh, that happened. Maybe you did. You got me thinking now, but. No, this thing, there was this festering, uh, the, the, the rug had basically become like a, uh, this... Moth nightclub? Yeah, basically. No, club moth. Yeah, club moth, ladies drink free <laughs> moth. Uh, but it was just like bubbling with mat, like uh, whatever... Larva. Larva, yeah. Uh. And, and it was really, uh, 
really negative experience for me. How did you get it out of your house? I put it in a gar picked it up with my hands, Ugh. and then I put it in a garbage bag, and I threw it out. But then, then I cleaned up, and there, and uh, no more moss. See, I think you're a little more tough than people might think. I'm a because you touched larva. You handled that yourself. You didn't call a specialist. I'm a badass. But do you feel like you get taken for not a badass sometimes? Um, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I hope I wouldn't. I, I think when put to the test, I reveal myself to be a badass every time. Clearly. So, yeah. Yeah. I guess what I'm asking, and it's an, an insulting question. Are you a stealth badass or are you an oh, like surface badass? I'm, I'm stealth with everything. Okay. So Dave Hill. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, in my book, I mean, there, I, I apply lotion to scabies sores of a homeless man. I'm a man without limits. You tell us some of the things that happen in your book. I read, I, I haven't ha had a chance to read the whole thing yet, although I fully intend to. Yeah. I did, I was just flipping through, and I was kind of in a bad mood. And um, I don't know if it was just serendipity, some kind of negative serendipity. Um, or if it was just coincidence, but I landed on the chapter about depression. Mm -hmm. And um, and then I experienced this weird, like, two-day depression that where I almost didn't even feel like talking, and it's a whole long separate story. But I thought, it's almost like I caught it from your book, except I don't think I did. I think it just sort of, uh, I think it just... Um, your book should come with a warning. It just unlocked the depression that was already inside me. I don't think, I don't think you can blame my book for that. I think... You know, I think it was going to happen anyway. It's going to happen just, anyway. Yeah, I feel right. like the, the, my book has the opposite effect, especially that chapter. It was uplifting. Yeah, it's uplifting. It's a it's a coming of age tale. Uh, yeah, you should read it. Um, oh no, I'm going to. But tell us some of the crazy fun things that happened. Oh in the book. yeah. Wait, I want to. Can I? Can I tee up a particular uh, yes, thing? Yes, you can. That I only read the press release because I was only introduced to the book like five minutes before we went on. But I saw that you have. Uh, we run a tight ship here, and we do yeah, research. Yeah, um, we research great. intensive. I researched intensively for those five minutes. Nice. Um, You're fired. That's why I get the big bucks. <laughs> I saw that you uh, have gone to parties dressed as Santa Claus. Or yes. there's something about... I have also done that. So Isn't I, think, it, I think we should talk about that. Yeah. Okay. It's incredible. I mean, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a roller coaster ride. I agree. I mean, because as... And I'm sure you've experienced, as I talk about in my, my best-selling book, book, Tasteful, Tasteful Nudes. Nudes uh, St. Martin's Press. Now, uh, yeah, it you get you dress as Santa Claus and and everyone's super pumped everywhere. You're it's like your it's like your Santa big Claus. bird, yeah. But like this, it's been, it's crazier than you could ever imagine. It's like your Barbara Streisand or something. Wait, just to clarify, is this in like mid March or year? No, it, <laughs> true. I'm just saying, like I could see this being that weird. Yeah, it, and well, still being fun. I think it would. I'm going to go on record as I haven't done it in mid March particularly, but I think it would work year round. Okay, I yeah. feel like instead of jumping to the part where we discuss what it's like to be dressed as Santa Claus, you need to explain why you were dressed as Santa Claus. Okay, I got invited to this this party, this Christmas party. It was like a benefit at this theater in Cleveland, where I'm from, and I was living in there at the time. And, they, and these people were like, "Hey, Dave, you got to come to this this Christmas party." And I said, I'll come to your Christmas party if I can be Santa Claus. And they're like, oh, we already have someone being Santa Claus. 
And then I just stared straight ahead and I said, I come to your Christmas party if I can be a Santa. Like, <laughs> oh, this good. is where the badass yeah, comes out. Yeah, that's right. So I said, yeah, I'll come to your Christmas party if I can be Santa Claus. And they're like, this guy's not fucking with us. Uh, and they're like, all right, all right. Uh, we we did just buy a new Santa suit for the Santa Claus, the guy who's doing it. But we still have the old Santa suit. And you can wear that one and be more of – so he'll be like the sit-down Santa. And I can be more of a roving on the go Santa. Mm-hmm, right. Like giving Santa people, in the field. Yeah, quick Santa fix. And they give me this – so I went and I got the Santa suit a few days ahead of time because I want to like take it for a test drive, like get get a Naturally. feel get a feel for the what, what pulling on the velvet, live you know? in the character. Yeah, exactly. So I got it. It was this nasty, like it looked like it was pulled out of like some like World War II war bunker, and it was like just nasty. They did have a lot of those in the war. <laughs> <Fluids. laughs> well, yeah, yeah, because you got to cheer up the troops. Exactly. Santa, and, and, it's a USO kind of thing. It was nasty, and uh, and and uh, but I put it on, and I started going to Christmas parties like that I had been invited to as <laughs> Dave Hill, but not as Santa Claus. And you and you walk in, and everyone's like, "Oh my God!" Everyone's super, super pumped when Santa Claus walks in. <laughs> but you're, they're only excited about it for like a few minutes. Then they're like, "Oh, there's some guy showed up by himself." Uh, he's a little too close to the dog. He's wearing a Santa suit. Yeah. Uh, hey, I think he went upstairs. Uh, could you check what he, Santa Claus is doing up there? And no one, no one will let you play with your kids or whatever. <laughs> so it's it's great for a few minutes, and it goes down. You lose that high really fast, and then you're like, "Well, I gotta, it, you got, I gotta go to another party, get my fix again." Mm-hmm. So I'm bouncing around from party to party. Did you experience this? I agree with that wholeheartedly. It, it's everyone has a zinger opening line, and then it doesn't go anywhere from there. Yeah, can I sit on your lap? Then, then you're just yeah, sitting there staring at each other. Is it because they realized that no one ordered a Santa Claus, and you're just sort of a Santa without papers? I think it's just like, uh, I mean, I think the real Santa Claus probably runs into this. <laughs> Or, or uh, official Santa Claus, as I mm-hmm. should say. I mean, you wait in line and you sit on Santa's lap, and then he's like, "All right, next." And but what? No one's ever been confronted, really. I think with having access to Santa for more than a couple minutes. But you're when right. you're in someone's living room, which is rare that Santa Claus be in someone's living room, people are like, "Wow, uh, be careful what you wish for." I wish this Santa Claus would get the fuck out of here. You're right. You don't want it, him to linger. No, no. Because so, he, the whole point is he's busy. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, busy it's a relationship built on scarcity, like from from kids up. You don't, yeah. I mean, you don't even see him as a kid, I guess, right. except at the mall. Right. But it's like you were never. He wasn't built to be in your life for more than two minutes. Right. It's like yeah. an absentee. Yeah. Clause. Well, I can. Um, uh, my experience of dressing up as Santa Claus was a little. Uh, more particular than this, or I don't know, uh, weirder perhaps in, in a certain way. Um, twice I've dressed as um, the Dan Aykroyd Santa Claus from Trading Places for Halloween. Oh, wow. Uh, in the sense that I've uh, taken a Santa suit and then like rubbed dirt on it to make it look all disheveled. But that's where... And, th- oh, and had to be open. And then I've actually pinned uh, a side of uh, smoked salmon on the inside <laughs> of the suit because he... Uh, <laughs> In the movie, he steals a side of fish from the. Uh, uh, yes, from the, from it always the, bothered me that like the beard attached to the fish action. 
Yeah. It, well, let me let me tell you, you're not alone. It, it bothers a lot of people, and that's that's that even worse because it's uh, everyone. Well, the the like two people that get it have a great laugh. Uh, the rest, you spend five minutes explaining the joke to them. Uh, and then it's basically done, and you're sitting there smelling like fish, yeah. which most people don't appreciate in an interaction, besides the fact <laughs> that they don't have anything to say to Santa for more than five minutes. So the combination of the two makes it like doubly awkward when that's your, when that's your particular Santa gambit. Yeah, but I admire your commitment. Thank you. And, and uh, a lot of people wouldn't carry fish on their person. A lot of people would not. A lot so of people would kudos. not. kudos. And yeah. It's really a joke only for me because I would also eat the fish throughout the night, and that, oh. that really turns people. If they were like on the fence with you at the beginning, is that a commitment to the character or hunger? I don't know. I think it's like uh, the first time it was when it didn't, when it wasn't like going swimmingly, like everyone wasn't like carrying me on their shoulders for being so brilliant. Then like eating the fish was like a giant fuck you to them to be <laughs> yeah. like, okay, then this is gonna happen. I'll show you. I'm gonna eat fish. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. This reminds me. One of my favorite tweets of all time, one of my favorite Dave Hill tweets, which I, it's not just one of my favorite Dave Hill tweets. It is one of my favorite tweets of all time. Thank courtesy you. of Dave Hill. Thank you. But I am not going to remember the wording exactly, but it was something like, my neighbor cooked fish for dinner, and now I feel like I taped fish to my face. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. What, do you, what was it that you, do you remember it exactly? Because it was very I, it funny was the way you wrote it. It was something along those lines. Yeah. That's from way back. I know. I've been a fan of your tweets and wow. you for a really long time. Well, um, likewise. The way I was introduced to you, I went to some showcase for – was it Generate? Is that oh, your yeah. management? That's, yeah. In New York. Mm-hmm. I think it was at um, – it may have been at UC. Ars Nova? Yes. Yeah. And, and that's the first time I ever saw Pete Holmes as well. Oh, and nice. you presented I a – a like clip, a video, yeah. yes, from the uh, New York drinking show. Yeah, yeah. That was my first experience of Dave Hill. Oh, and I was like, who is this guy? He's hilarious. He has a fuzzy microphone and he's dressed weird. Oh, thanks. But in a very um, jaunty way. Yeah, in a jaunt. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not dressed jauntily now. I know you're undercover. Yeah, yeah. This is my on the go look. Right. So you are uh, like me, a multi hyphenate. Right. Do you, do you embrace that term? I don't. Uh. I mean, sure. I mean, I, I don't use that term, but no. I, I know what you meant. I wonder if there's anyone who uses that term. You it's, just did. I, well, no, but I, but I used it in jest. Yeah, yeah. That's sort of like people who refer to themselves as metrosexuals, and I think, no, you're not allowed to call yourself that. Other people no, no. call you That's that. That's like when people call them. I hate when people are like, oh, I'm so weird, or I'm so fucked up. Like, it's like... I can't think of a single person who's genuinely weird or fucked up that would ever call themselves that. They're, right. They don't know. Yeah. I think when people are like, oh, I'm so weird. It's like, no, you, no, get out. You're, you're just quirky Stab and you. trying to. No, hide. yeah, you're just, you just want to be thought of that right. way. Right. But you're not. Exactly. Oh, fuck. Them and the multi-hyphenates. I, I want them all to go on an island and then I want that island to fall into the <laughs> sea. That'd be weird. Oh. But not okay. So anyway, Dave Hill, yeah. you're a really good musician. Thank People you. might not know that about you. Thanks. They might just think you're, or they might not know you're a really good comedian. Or do you feel like they know that you're all these things? And which of them is the one guess, you're most I passionate guess, I mean, about? I mean, I guess it's up to opinion. Some people will be like, "Oh, I know Dave's a comedian, but I hate him." They might, hopefully not. But I don't see how that's possible. Well, you know, I just I realize people. It's it's very subjective. 
But you're like a super duper professional, accomplished musician. You've toured with bands. Mm-hmm. You I play. Still do. do you? Who do you play with currently? I have my own band, Valley Lodge. Uh, we're pretty obscure, but we we you know we make records and uh, play shows occasionally. Our music's in a lot of things. People don't realize like movies and TV and. Do you want to name some of those things? Sure. Um, there was a Sonic, uh, the Footlong Western Hot Dog. Wow. Uh, maybe you heard. Uh, our song "All of My Lovin." Oh, I've heard that song. That's a you know that's the that's the, the hit. hit. And then there's another there's on the Raising Hope program they play yeah. the songs a lot. Cougar Town, uh, some movies, some teen movies, um, and uh, yeah, GMC Truck. Yeah, the list goes on. I know and Th- that, on. that's cool though. It's cool because it pays money. That I can use to make more music mm-hmm. and buy guitars and things. Because when, when I buy guitars, I'll be like, "This is paying for itself already." Exactly. And I and I, I, that's one of the, I I only spend money on two things, and guitars is one of them. And you probably don't even have to spend it on footlong hot dogs. I bet they just no. give those. Yeah, to you. I'm set for those now. <laughs> um, and then you also played with Walter Schreifels, though, right? Or do you? Still? I still do. Yeah, Walter Schreifels from Gorilla Biscuits and Quicksand and Rival Schools. I still play in his solo, the Walter Schreifels band. We tour Europe usually like once a year, and uh, I play. I have a band with Moby called Diamond Snake. Uh, I don't know if we're still a band or not, but we. we, we I saw him last night, and uh, you saw Moby last night. Saw Moby. He was at my reading last night. Does he? He lives in New York, though, right? He lives here now. Oh, I, mean, I has, didn't know. He has places in both towns, but he lives here primarily. What's he like? He's an awesome dude. You know, I think he got a bad rep, uh, maybe ten years when uh, around, you know, ten years ago when the play album was out and. Uh, he got in a fight with Eminem or something, but he's a totally uh, very sweet, very funny, uh, very generous. Do you guys hear the news uh, story hound. about somebody breaking <laughs> into his house? Yeah. Well, this is a this is fucking. Uh, this is the most endearing story ever. He is. I love him. Th- that this. basically sums up uh, he the poonhound that he is. No, I'm, he is a poonhound, but I don't know. Not in the context of this story. I just trying to use that word a lot because Dustin's oh. mom's listening. Uh, yeah, he lives uh, in uh, somewhere near here, uh, and yeah, some guy wandered into his house. He has like a giant castle somewhere, and uh, this guy wandered in, as you know, and he's he went to sleep on his couch, and and then one of Moby's house guests was like, "Hey, who's the guy on the couch?" And Moby's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, oh, there's this guy, like shirtless, I think, maybe, uh, sleeping on his couch. And Moby goes in. He's like, hey, uh, what's going on? Like, didn't, like, freak out. Was like, hey. And the guy apparently had wandered in. He was on acid or something. And so Moby gave him some clothes and some money and, and was like, all right, good luck. That's so nice. Is that not the awesomest thing ever? Like, Would anyone here do that? I would freak out probably. Yeah, Moby did not. He was, and you know, it's not like he didn't call the police or anything. He's just like, "Hey, man, sorry, you had a rough night." Yeah, I think he lost really nice. since lo- now locks his doors, but I, I think that's reasonable. <laughs> I would hope so, but but that's fucking awesome. Like, yeah, is that not the nicest, most human thing to do? I mean, he wasn't, you know, guy didn't damage anything. Just just came yeah. to take a nap. That's yeah. 
That's that's my that's the movie I know. What if the guy had been dressed as Santa Claus? <laughs> How would that, that have been even better? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it depends if he had fish in his Santa Claus breast pocket. So, Dave, you arranged a lunch with a high-end prostitute and became an unwitting accomplice to the theft of a three hundred of three hundred pounds of meat. Oh, weird! I thought That's it was right. Are those the same story? No, they're on the same bullet. I was confused by yeah. that. Well, I didn't write that press release. Oh. Those are two separate. You know what? I'm going to rip it up. Those are two separate stories, but I, the punctuation's probably and wrong. I, yeah, I was kind of hoping they were the same because that would be well amazing. It, I mean, they're both pretty good on their own. Oh, I, I believe. But it. you're right. I, but you you're can right. imagine if you, you know, following the lunch well, with yeah. the high-end prostitute had. I wanted know, her to be involved. Caper. Yeah, I wanted her to be involved in the theft of meat. I feel like I could have gotten on, on board for that. But what what happened was, um, yeah, uh, I can what well, I can tell you either one if you want. You know, so to surprise us. All right. Okay, I'll tell you. I'll give you like thirty-second versions of both. The okay. three. I was working at a homeless shelter. Right after college, in, in New York, and and I was the lowest level employee you could be, and uh, I basically like, you know, did drug tests for people, like helped serve food, did bed checks. Used to walk on and this guy jerking off every single time. I just and you know, applied lotion to scabies sores, just like, whatever needed doing, I, I did it. And uh, so they promoted me to supervisor one night. They gave me the keys. I was in charge of the entire place. Overnight shift. The cook comes in and he's like, hey, Dave. Uh, wait. Oh, God. I'm just drinking water. Um, yeah. So the cook comes in. He's like, Dave, can I borrow the keys? I want to get some meat out of the fridge. And in my, you know, my pretty young thing from Cleveland mind, like 20 two-year-old Dave is like, oh, he must just want to defrost some meat <laughs> at midnight. That's reasonable because he's cooking for yeah. like 80 people tomorrow. So he's like, all right, cool, thanks. And he gave me the keys back like 20 minutes later. I go back into work the next day. They're like, oh, did you hear what happened last night? And I'm like, what? And uh, they're like, Jim stole... I forget what I changed. That's not his real name. Uh, but he's, he's stole... <laughs> um, I forget what I call him in the book. Uh, but he stole 300 He's like, he stole 300 pounds of meat last night. And I'm like, what? How did, how did that happen? They're like, oh, somebody gave him the keys <laughs> to, the, to the refrigerator. And I was like, no. That's, that's, I didn't say it was me. I mean, they, they, they knew. And my brother was like a, a higher up. He, he was like on the actual. Uh, nepotism. He, yeah, he got me the job. And uh, he worked on like the real. He was a social worker. And I asked him, I'm like, what? What? Uh, I, no one ever said anything to me about that. And he's like, yeah, I don't think they really blamed you. But the long, what happened was uh, I thought I was promoted because I was doing a great job and like I was just rising up the ranks. And it turned out, I was like, well, why did, why did he steal all that meat? They're like, oh, for crack. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, he's a crackhead. Like, he's selling the meat. I'm like, where? And they're like, on the street. I'm like, who buys, <laughs> who buys meat on the street? Yeah, and, and it's like this. Well, so, like, it I've never heard of the the frozen meat black market. Yeah, like he's moving well, three hundred pounds of meat, like at midnight in in like you know in Harlem, and uh, and and so he sells and for meat crack. from a homeless shelter. Yeah, and then so I was like, what do you mean he's a crack? He's like, yeah, everyone everyone who works here. Is, is a recovering crack at it. So people would disappear, and I'd be like, oh, I guess they got a new job. 
And then the guy's like, no, he's a crackhead. Like, when someone doesn't <laughs> come back to work, it's because they're back on crack. So the only reason I was promoted, like, was fly- rising up the ranks because I wasn't on crack. Right. They were like, well, Dave's not going to smoke crack at work. Let's give him the keys. Well, I'm kind of impressed by his crime, though, because, first of all, 300 pounds of meat is, is 300 pounds. Like it. Well, yeah, he, had, would, he had would, an accomplice. I think he had junkie strength. Right. But, but even for two people to drag, I mean, for like if you and I wanted to drag a 300 per, pound person out of here, I think we'd struggle. That, we would, but that we would know we'd be getting that delicious crack. Exactly. But I, the it probably wasn't then, a side of cow, though. It was probably cut up in bits. And then Dave, the sleepy meat warden. <laughs> who, did, who was falling? He wasn't paying attention. You know, they probably took a while to get the meat out. I'm sorry He's, to rubs, rub it in. Well, he, he said that he, he returned time. the keys in like 20 minutes. 20 Maybe minutes. That was oh, oh, okay. Exaggerated. Yeah. But then to be able to unload it, like I see this whole like Italian job like heist planned by this crackhead. Maybe I'm just yeah. you know trying to make it. And more I'm exciting. like Barney Fife <laughs> sitting like in the front, like oh, I got this place under control. I was never. Uh, a lot to be in charge after that. I'd continued working there, but I went back down to my low level. <laughs> oh. Um, well. So that was that. I know that wasn't the 30-second version. That was almost a real-time version of the Was story. that disappointing that you weren't able to rise in authority above people who were on crack? Well, I did once. But <laughs> <laughs> right, but you just... Do you, now, is this a case of, like, um, water seeking its own level, or do you feel that the oh. man held you down? No, I feel like the man gave me a chance. So I'm going to go through the water thing. Um, yeah, I just wasn't. I feel like if I had to do it over, like, maybe it wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. Probably would have happened. Sometimes you're not meant to do certain things. Right. I was meant to be in show business, That's not right. be in charge of me. It's a way, you don't hide your light under a bushel behind homeless people near crackheads and frozen meat. Exactly. But Speaking, I will say it was a fun job just for the, the hijinks, like <laughs> the, the what's going to happen next sort of stuff. Exactly. See, I've often felt to uh, be successful in show business, you have to have those types of hijinks filled jobs. Yeah, it's like it's like a it's it's like you're building your library without knowing that you're doing it. But right. then later, when you when the time is is there, but I'm sure that's not true. People who it's, are funny can probably you know take whatever they have sat in their well, lives. Well, Dustin, but, you and I both worked at Time Out in New York, and that was full of hijinks. Yeah, yeah, not, not really in the same way. Exactly. <laughs> I'm joking. There were no hijinks except Dustin tried to make wine, and it was like this. We really? That's true. I had to yeah. create my own hijinks. Basically. How did you? You made wine at work. I attempted it. That's yeah. like prison behavior. Like what? <laughs> what did you? How did you do that? We were doing an issue. We did. Uh, I made hatch marks on the wall. It was like prison. <laughs> well, yeah. So uh, Time Out was like a local entertainment magazine. So every it's it's reputable. Yeah, it's reputable. It's a, but it's but every every ten right. issues were like on drinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like there's only so many the bars, summer bars. Right. There's only Winter so many bars. things you do when you go out in a city, and then Solstice like bars. The, the the exercise of working at Time Out is to constantly constantly reinvent those yeah. things as though they're new Pizza. so it's it's like drinking again and, bur- fall, and burgers again i fall for it every time now. when <laughs> yes. every time a cover comes i'm like oh my god yeah bar you new. do you do until you work there and you realize how kind of cobbled together it is by people who don't actually have until you time see to go how to the, the sausage is made yeah or yeah. how the wine is made well, i never go i never end up going anywhere except for 100 yards from my house but i, I do, uh, but i like that the coverage is there yeah, no, it's all aspirational. Even though 
like buying time out is represents a very low asp- level of aspiration. It's like I'm going to go to these five bars in the Lower East Side, but yeah. even people don't don't make it that far. But yeah, so uh, as part of one of these drinking issues, I was like, I'm going to experiment with making my own beer and wine. I'm going to do it in the office and I'll blog about it because we were looking for stuff that we could blog about it because blogging was new and hot back then. Oh, it's really hot. Yeah. Still. I mean, it's still white hot, but I mean, back then it was, it was even, it was fresh and hot. Did yeah. you know it's short for weblog? A lot of, yeah, <clears throat> no. We still knew that back then. <laughs> yeah, we were just kids. I know. So, uh, yeah, the wine uh, didn't, it turns out that, um, Leaving the grapes next to the radiator <laughs> is not an effective negative. Uh, yeah, storage. It smelled and looked awful. Method. Yeah, but you can. Um, it had alcohol in it, right? It did. Um, so there's that. I mean, yeah. It, this goes back to the prison thing. Like, I feel like if that were your only, like in prison, in know, prison people would have drunk it happily. I think. Didn't you put oatmeal in it? <laughs> That was the beer. Oh, okay. The beer tasted oh. delicious uh, and was very highly alcoholic. Oh, the beer no. was a rousing success. What kind of the beer whole, was it? Uh, it was uh, brown ale. Was like I got this beer making kit that was brown ale, but my special touch was to add uh, Quaker instant <laughs> uh, cinnamon sugar oats. And I didn't Ooh. really think about this, but adding the extra sugary oatmeal mix gave the yeast extra oh, uh, stuff like to gasoline onto a fire yeah, to turn alcohol out of so it was like a you know i i didn't they gave you this little there's a i don't know these like chemistry implements where supposedly you can like judge the alcohol content of what you've made but that was far too complicated for me so there's some kind of pipette yeah, that's just was, a term I remember from chemistry. Exactly. I think there was a pipette. And, oh, a pipette. Uh, and there were instructions, which I ignored. Uh, so all I can say is that uh, is that it got you shit-faced off of like a bottle and a half of it. Oh, I, don't, nice. I don't know what the actual alcohol content was. But we all tried the beer one afternoon uh, in the office, and then everyone was drunk afterwards. So I considered that yeah. a fantastic thing. You know what goes great with beer and also with the meat story that Dave told earlier? Prostitutes. Yes, but also steak. And you know the best oh, yeah. thing to use to make steak is the man grate, which is a great Father's Day gift. And Father's Day is coming up, by the way. This is a read in case you're wondering why I suddenly oh, I have like, like a crazy intensity. You suddenly that turned was, into that was seamless. You turned into like Joe Franklin all of a sudden. Thank you. Um, I you bet he would enjoy—no, no, I do. And I think that he would would have— Enjoy. Hey, He's Joe's not. still with us. Oh, and he I'll would. Call him right now. Right now, he might be enjoying the man grate, which is the best steak grilling implement money can buy. And it's only $20. It's Are 100% you? made in America, 100% cast iron, 100% steakhouse quality grilling in your backyard. And it's not just for steak. It's also for veggies or chicken or lamb anything or you other things. Yeah, you could cook you balloons on it. Anything, and they would taste delicious. Anything you want to grill, it sounds like. And it's only $20. That's right. And which seems crazy. It's like these man-grade people don't even want to make money. I know. They're just giving them away. That's how much they believe in the product. And they've been one of uh, the Ace Broadcasting Network's oldest sponsors. Everyone loves man-grade. Whenever you give them one, they're always like, this is amazing. I had heard you say all these wonderful things about it, but I didn't think it could be true. It's super heavy. That's the, that's the main thing about it. Mm, that's it's what so makes heavy. it manly. Yeah, it's, because you'll try to pick like it up. Extra and then weight you're... underneath, just so that you can. It's not for 
you know, functional purposes, just to feel manlier when you're using it. Yeah, no, yeah. No, it's, it all of the, no. All of the weight and all the heft goes into preventing dry meat and flare-ups, which sound like lady problems. I wish I hadn't said that. I say it every time, but it sounded more disgusting this time. Anyway, click on the Man Great banner at AllisonRosen.com to order your Man Great. Take advantage of the special $20 Allison Rosen is Unibest Best Friend special today by clicking on the Man Great banner at AllisonRosen.com. And not only will you get an amazing Man Great, but you'll get a Man Great grilling brush free. Are you kidding? I'm not. Would a, I, I would never make this up. This is man, all... Now, man, the last couple times you said man great, it started to sound like a like a sexual technique. What would it be? Like, I got a, the wildest man great last night. That would be a scary... I mean, you don't want grating, I think, involved no, in it. No, no, but you want something that's techniques. great. Yeah. Uh, I, I was thinking a, like a cheese grater, and that I don't want <sighs> that mixed up with sex for me personally i mean i don't everyone has their thing some people are into it like have you guys read 50 shades of gray i'm gonna guess you haven't i need to are you familiar with this i need to complain about this book first of all i'm embarrassed that i even downloaded it however i had to see what all the fuss was about um and i can't figure out what the fuss is about because first of all there's a lot of words and there's a lot of plot and it's poorly written and it's not good and the sex scenes are there's a lot of sex too yes but here this is my impression of the book it's a piece of shit he licked my sex oh my god i came in a million pieces it's like it do you come that fast okay and i've in seen that many cop- pieces that Right. Well, she she falls apart. She falls to pieces. That's pretty much how coming is described in the book. And okay, granted, then it goes into like a longer scene, but there's always like a sentence, and then she comes, and it's glorious. And I'm thinking, who 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 only needs a sentence? People love coming, though. I mean, that's what. But this is real show don't tell stuff. Okay. Like I feel like we're just supposed to take take her word for it. You'd yeah. rather watch videos of coming than reading about it. I, I thought I would try reading about it, but it's not working mm. <laughs> for it. I mean, it's not titillating my mind or my um, sense of reading good literature. Or your sex. Or my loins. Or my sex. I now you've made you've sold me on it, though. I have. No, I'd be curious to read it. Um, not all of it, but some of it. <laughs> yeah, you'll, good luck. The section you mentioned. I think it's time to do Topic Sombrero. And yeah. as I was saying to Gary before the show started, uh, the, I can't figure out whether these are emails or Topic Sombreros because we had people email them in. Hence, I don't know which song to play. I'm really, really up shit's creek. Oh, you should play something like Blue Oyster Cult. Okay, let's go Topic Sombrero. It's the Topic, Topic Sombrero. Yes, for topics, and you sent them in. It's the topic, topic sombrero. Now pick a topic and let's begin. It's the topic. Is that you singing? No, I'm not musical. That's Trap Dog. Solid. He does the music. All right. Um, Okay. I'm married and have been in a seven-year relationship with the love of my life. He's a local musician and has a fan base. My question is, how should I deal with the female groupie attention directed at my husband? He's not a cheater, and my issue stems from the many chicks throwing themselves at him. For instance, a few weekends ago, we were at a huge party. My husband and I were sitting, listening to some other musicians. A chick comes and stands directly in front of me and starts... Wait, she came? 
<laughs> in a million I'm pieces. Still, yeah. Stands directly in front of me and starts saying, oh, you're so-and-so. We listened to your CD the whole way here. I love your music. I'm your biggest fan. Do you have any family here? My husband proceeds to point me out, hidden behind her. What the fuck kind of question is, do you have any family here? I trust my husband, but these groupies are driving me bonkers. If you have any help, I'd love to hear it. So I bring this up. None of us are married, but you're in a band, Dave. Yeah, I'm a rock and, and I'm roller. a chick, and Dustin, you're smart, and Gary, you're smart. So what do we think about this? I think this, this lady is really insecure, uh, at least from that story. Yeah. Sounds like the woman in question didn't say anything weird uh, or inappropriate. I think she's got to get it together. She, she, on the one hand, she says her husband's not a cheater. But on the other hand, she's wildly insecure and just needs to get, get her shit together. I think that, that groupies and female attention are part of the whole thing of being in a band and especially being in a successful band. And if you want your husband to be successful, su- successful, successful, which you should, uh, then you should be happy that he's getting this kind of attention. And you should realize that it, you, if you trust him which I, it sounds like you should and which you do, then you, you shouldn't care about the attention that's paid to him. You should just be actually be happy about it and sort of amused by it. It exactly. doesn't mean he's going to do anything about it. But isn't that easier said than done? I mean, I, like, maybe I don't have the faith in women that I should, but I'm not sure that, I, I mean, like, I know a lot of uh, very, you know, sort of confident, self-assured women, but I'm not sure I'd know many who would be just completely okay and not just a little bit insecure with massive with knowing that their husband has sort of sex available you know on a constant basis uh like from random women all the time i feel like that's a disconcerting situation to be in yeah i do too but i think that there's she can't control her husband and she can't control the attention that he's getting. All she can control is her reaction to it. And I don't see anything nefarious on the face of it. So therefore, I think she needs to learn how to deal with that. Yeah. I'm with you. But it sounds like she wants like you to be like, you got to have give that guy a talking to right. and right. kick those girls in the taint. But that, well, she shouldn't the do The real that. advice would be more blowjobs. Just in case. No, that yep. doesn't work. Oh, really? No. I, it's a numbers game. I don't know what you mean by that. I'm I saying, feel like it would work for me. I'm not, I haven't attained rock star status yet. I'm because, <laughs> well, it's, it, the, the, I'm not saying like he's going to act, act on it, but like it's, if, if he is interested, her giving him blowjobs over and over, it's the same mouth on his penis. He's going to want multi. If he, the attraction is the multiple lips. He wants strange lipstick, mouth. More, more lipstick on his dipstick. Right. Various shades of gray. Well, do you think that she can trust him? Uh, I don't know. I don't have enough to go on. It sounds uh, like she thinks. It sounds like a nice guy. And she should just, uh, you know, I think I called her a bitch earlier, but I was kidding. I, think I don't think you did. I didn't? Okay, maybe you maybe did. I just thought it. We'll have to listen um, back. I don't think you are. What is her name? The woman who wrote the letter? Oh, I never said her name. Oh, okay. But I think she signed it Jealous Janie. 
Uh, no, I think she, like what you're saying, she should, uh, it's part, just part of, if you're doing something like that, music or comedy or whatever, anything where you're like putting yourself out there and giving something, to, like relating to other people, them reacting to that and being interested and also appreciating him in the way that she does. Like other people are just seeing the same thing, mm-hmm. what makes yes. her love him. She should be like, oh, uh, everyone is reacting to this. It's cool. And she shouldn't feel threatened, um, you know, because, you know, I think she's just got to have faith in it. If he does cheat, you know, then you kick him in the taint. Yeah. I think what I'm saying is that this situation is going to come up repeatedly. Yeah. Unless he grows some kind of unattractive beard or gains a bunch of weight. That won't even do it. What it doesn't do you matter. Yeah. What do you say? Oh. Well, you guys both have beards, but... <laughs> I don't. But not. I mean, the, I'm imagining some kind of like ugly beard that has birds or bats that, nesting in it. No, or that won't, that doesn't stop. I know. It. Look at ZZ doesn't Top. Stop it. I know. Oh uh, yeah. So there's nothing she can do to stop the fact that this situation is going to happen repeatedly. So either she can tear herself up every time it happens and try to. Con- and, and by the way, this is coming from someone who has battled the desire to attempt to control everything in a situation for my whole life. Uh, so I totally relate, but I'm just saying what I have, what I've learned, and what I believe to be true is that all you can control is yourself and your reaction. And to try to do anything more is just you're just adding misery to an already uncomfortable situation. She's, she's asked by yeah, exactly. She's only going to make it worse. It's like if your dog, if you have a dog, and he's running around the yard, and he's like get get in here. You're chasing him around. Get in the house. He's just going to run around and run away from you. But then if you're like, oh, man, I'm just going to go water the flowers or something, the dog always just walks right up to you. Mm-hmm. And is like, yeah, let's go back in the house. So in this scenario, her husband is the dog, even though right. he sounds great. <laughs> but she, should, she should just be like, yeah, this is cool. I'm going to do my thing. Everything's going to be all right. I would it say- may not be. But she'll know. <laughs> I would say, genuinely speaking now, if, if she feels like she just can't handle the situation, then she should avoid the situation. Yes. Right? I mean, that she can control that. Um, so, I but, mean, you, but she might be going to try to control it. I know, but I mean, we're all agreeing on. that that's not, yeah, that's not going to, that's just going to lead her into bad situations. Yeah. So as a way to sort of like, uh, as a preventative measure to getting into bad situations that it sound like sounds like she's tempted to get into, maybe just you know let him have his sort of groupy time on his own, and you know if you trust him to deal with that, then you trust him, and you know just don't have to witness that and have those thoughts in your head. Exactly, Gary. Do you have anything to add? Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I think that her putting herself in the situation. You said she might be going to try to control it. She has absolutely no control over anything, regardless of whether she is or is not there. In fact, she loses control over her emotions if she is there, because outside factors are are weighing on her emotions, where if she was at home, yeah, she's imagining it, but it's not in her face. Like, she's not physically witnessing it. It sounds to me like you're saying she should just get her tits done. I mean, yeah. Which I agree with. And blowjobs. And blowjobs. No, I don't think she should get her tits done. Sounds like she did already, though. Sometimes people get them done again, though. They can. You can do that. I'm against it. I don't think people should do it. Once or twice. Just at all. Hmm. I'm I'm like natural jugs. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. There's magazines for people like you, Andrew, (laughs) from from what I hear. Yeah, yeah. Home of the D-Cup. 
Are there magazines for people who just want them fake, though, or is that all magazines? Um, I think if it's not specified that it's natural jugs, then you have to assume that there's going to be a lot of fake jugs in the mix. I have had or have a friend, and if he's listening, hi, I'm not going to say your name, but he was attracted to one of my friends in New York, um, and he had, he knew who she was because he had seen her on TV and on Facebook, I think, and she got her breasts done, and he was asking me, like, how long ago did she get them done because – and I told him, and he's like, oh, that's great. They're probably, like, just breaking in nicely now, and I thought, ew. This guy sounds like a real piece of work. Yeah. He had a taste for fancy clothes just like you. I don't know that they break in. I don't I don't know. I've never um dealt with them. Uh up close. I've been hit in the face with them. Uh Is that like at a strip club? Yeah, yeah. When I when I was a young younger man, um kept footloose fancy free and all that. I, well, my friend got married. Well, his bachelor party. And um, I'd never been hit in the face by fake boobs before. So it's a rite of passage. You know, we're at this strip club at, you know, it's like 2.30 in the afternoon or something. And the featured performer was like, you know, what's a good name? Cherokee. Cheyenne. Destiny. <laughs> yeah. One of the, she comes out and like, I'm like, you know, I'm like holding a dollar out thinking she'll just be like, thank you. You know, <laughs> I'm not. Tip of the cap. I, I never. Uh, I didn't know anything was going to happen. I thought she'd be like, oh, thank you, sir. But she <laughs> takes the dollar and then grabs my head and just bludgeons me with these oh, boobs. And they're just like like <laughs> smacking me around. And it was not erotic at all, or, uh, at all to me. I was just like, what is happening? Like, I wanted to call my parents and have them pick me up. Like, I was just like... But How long did it go on? It seemed like it felt like it went on for at least uh, half of that, you know, girls, girls, girls song. Was it like those desk things where there's like all those balls and you lift one and it knocks the others and then they go back and yeah, forth? Yeah, but there's only two ball, three balls. <laughs> and your face is in the, the middle, middle one. Ball. Yeah. But that having been said, so I was the first one, and then when everyone saw that, everyone wanted to get hit in the face with these <laughs> boobs. So. I guess, you know, I was the first one. I, I feel like I got a, a fresh set of boobs. Uh, everyone else got like, you know, like had other people's. It's like know, they, they were they slapped your with your face. Boob <laughs> yeah. And chicken wing sauce and everything and Bud Light and whatever, you know. But I got like the fresh cans on my face. So then another lady came out who had even bigger breast implants like she's and she was like she was sort of in the twilight of her career i sort of imagine and uh i was talking to her beforehand she's like honey do you have any cocaine uh didn't but you know i'm just saying like we were really chatting yeah um Sounds like this is what i've learned strippers ask for cocaine uh and i don't have any but they they'll ask you for it. Why wouldn't you now? See, why wouldn't you bring it if you know you're going to a strip club? I know it's it's like uh, yeah, I should bring. It's like bringing it's like a, a Boy Scouts bottle, kind yeah, of thing. Be prepared to have some cocaine for the ladies. Anyway, so she gets on stage and she had these even bigger boobs, and I was like, well, I should probably see what it's like to get hit with these now. Oh, once you got a taste for the yeah, once face you get, slap. But hers were so big, they were like 
you know, like literally like as big, like volleyball size. Not like, but, and so she couldn't even really slap me with them. They more just sort of grazed. Right. My no, she didn't have fake boob mobility. No, but the other one who had hers were like grapefruit size or like, um, small cantaloupe. Yeah, Maybe. yeah. She was able to like actually take my face and cook, like mm-hmm. engulf me in her fake jugs. Like, like a gong. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, she, gong maybe had... she told her doctor. Maybe she chose the size that was optimized for face slapping. <laughs> maybe she was like, "Look, we, you know, I want to go big, but I need room for a head in between there." Yeah, what yeah. would you need I, to figure that out? Professionally speaking, I feel like you what know kind of when you go to, to doctors and they have those uh, like plastic models of whatever like body <laughs> yeah. part well, they, they work on, them. like like knees, where they can uh-huh. show you which ligaments snap off. Like well, I feel like a plastic surgeon could have like a you know like a skull there. And you could be like, well, does it fit? You know, and then they could they could try different sizes. <laughs> well, they they you can actually hold the the implant. They'll you can do. I've done that. Mm. Like there, if you ever yeah. held an implant, yeah, like at a restaurant when they're like, this is your lobster. Yeah, yeah. Here's your implant. And I, I think if actually. you hold those implants, I went to a plastic surgery convention at the Jacob Javits Center. Oh, that sounds disgusting. Oh, actually, sounds like what's the, yeah, that be covering it with my fuzzy microphone. And so I was holding them, and I think if you hold them and you still say, yeah, slap those in there, I think you're insane. They're he- these heavy, gross. Yeah. I just don't know. Like, just, like, read, like, a book or something. Work on your personality. I don't think reading a book accomplishes the same thing. And I it feel doesn't. like... Well, I've, plants are not, uh, not at, uh, purchased for. Fifty Shades of Grey is probably what these people are heading towards book-wise. Yeah. I'm just, just saying the person you know. who goes for the fake breast might not be the most lit- literary. No offense to the ladies with the fake jugs or who don't like to read. Um, I held one because there's this, there was this kid that I went to school with whose dad was a plastic surgeon. And um, we did this thing called Fourth Grade Superstar, which is where people's parents come in and give like a little speech. And I think his dad brought in some fake boobs. And then also in... What? That's... Insane. So someone weird. else's dad. He would be arrested today. Someone else's dad. I know. Brought in um, a, a a liver that had cirrhosis. It was so disgusting. I can see that. But the fourth grade superstar sounds creepy. <laughs> like like some child molester. Get over here, my little fourth grade superstar. Yeah. Well, everyone got to be superstar for a little while. Well, that's what I'm saying. We got to catch this predator. Yeah. And then also we had egg, the uh, seventh grade egg drop, which is where... This is disgusting. Mm-hmm. What is that? All the girls ovulate. <laughs> no, it's where you have to um, drop an egg from a height and create some kind of packaging around the egg so that uh, when it drops, it won't break. Um, yeah. And someone dropped his egg, the same boy dropped his egg into a bucket of fake breasts. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I think it was fine. Did the other one drop his egg into a... Uh, a uh, cirrhosis adult, adult liver. <laughs> no. Oh. I wish, though. I'm trying to remember what I dropped mine into. I can't remember. Probably some box with Kleenex in it. I Did you guys do any of these things in school? I, I, I didn't do that, but I, I know of, of that thing. But I, as I understand it, like like people, you can put like a milk carton. Can you... Yeah. You have to drop it into something. It has to land in something, or can you like I think surround it? I think it, it can something. be surrounded in something. Yeah, I've heard of that. Oh, I thought ours had to be, it's like half of it has to be exposed. So you can like 
uh, cushion it at the bottom, but it, you can't just like encase it in. I can't remember. And like because other you just like wrap bubble wrap around it. I feel like. Yeah, which is that's cheating. Yeah. Or put it in an egg carton. Yeah. Which is actually a good way. Yeah. To cushion an egg. Which is why that's why they do it. I think I, I know. Yeah. I know, and yet that never occurs to anyone. No. I think I had a scheme that involved Jello, but I wasn't able to pull it off. Dustin, what's? I was trying to tell someone your story recently. You, how early did you graduate? What's your deal? You're vaguely Doogie Howser-ish. You're a walking miracle. <clears throat> I skipped one grade, oh. which I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> it was more exciting but, in my mind. But I had so. I mean, the impressive way to um, to tell the story is that I graduated when I was twenty from undergrad. Mm-hmm from college oh my gosh um but it's because but i only did skip one grade and then i had an early or a birthday that made me like among the younger members of my class of what my grade class that i should have been in eighth grade yeah, that's so, when all the important stuff happened right we so put what, on a musical yeah so when i was 20 i i turned 21 within a few months you know like Many people are 22 when they graduate, and I would have been just turning 22 if I were. Wait, so you went from grade. seventh grade to freshman year in high school? Yes. You missed like a whole year of fingering. Uh, trust no. me, there was no fingering going on. During that year. I wasn't. I was not fingered in eighth grade. <laughs> no, I, I neither was I. Okay, great, Gary. But I'm told it happened. I didn't. Nope. Yeah. No, I heard about it. I didn't. I was neither the fingered nor kids. nor I think. Yeah, yeah. You hear it goes on. Oh, it, right. was, it for sure was going on. There was a like, girl. Did you hear Kim got her period like that? Yeah, oh, no, be like there, yeah behind the backstop. There was a girl in my class who had to miss uh, like the second semester for being pregnant. So I mean, there was, oh, there wow. was some stuff going in what, on in eighth grade, seventh grade, seventh grade. Wow. But I was not in the fingering or impregnating crowd. How Me did neither. she get pregnant? Not at all. I still. I not. mean, I assume I know actually how she got pregnant, but I mean, what were the circumstances there? Because seventh grade, like that's uh, presumably she just became able to be pregnant. Yeah, okay. we, we weren't tight enough to really get into the backstory. I would say it started with her father not being there for her. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're probably right. Mm-hmm. I think it's time to do some Just Me or Everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? All right, let's see here. Okay. Justin B. says, after driving to a store, and, and this is a, there's a lot of text on the screen, and I haven't read the whole thing, yeah, so, you, so we're all we're all going on this adventure together, this adventure to find out if this is a good one or not. After driving to a store and walking halfway to the front door, you realize you forgot something in your car. I will always grab the forgotten item out of the passenger door so it doesn't look like I forgot it at home, and I'm about to drive all the way back home after just after having just arrived, even if said object is all the way on the driver's side of the car. What? That's I'm, just you. I can't even follow that. I don't that. get that. I don't either. either. That made yeah. my brain hurt. I can't. I want to get it. I don't even understand. And I want to take you guys. Okay, after driving to a store and walking halfway to the front door. Yeah, I know I should move on, but I want. I, want, I have to. After driving to a store and walking halfway to the front door. It's like a word problem. <laughs> You realize you forgot something in your car. I will always grab the forgotten item out of the passenger door so it doesn't look like I forgot it at home and I'm about to drive all the way back home. Okay, I got oh. it. This is so he's saying he doesn't want people in the parking lot to think he's getting back into his car. And driving away, exactly. Why? Why would he care? Because he's, it's just him. It's just, sorry, Justin B., it's just you. Although I don't like when I go to get something out of my car 
and then people start to slow down because I want my parking spot and I have to do that yeah. that head shake. You know what? If that's if that's his logic, then I'm with him. But I, that's yeah, my logic. Th- I, I'm not sure if that's I his logic. I still don't understand that logic. If it's his logic, then but, – but my thing is like – this whole scenario he's talking about, no one's noticing. Like, no one's, everyone's so far up their own ass. Like, no one's like, oh, you, did that guy forget something at home? Or what, I, you know? Careful, you could kill this whole segment. <laughs> no, <laughs> no you're, you're absolutely right, though. That's the thing. That's the thing that I always think when other people tell me their stories, except I forget to, I try to remind myself of this, but I don't always remember, is that when you walk away from a situation and you're like, oh God, and then I said this thing, and then I said this thing, and then I said this thing, the other person is also thinking about what they said. No one's really remembering exactly what you said. That's to the, true. You know, when you feel awkward about a situation. But getting to that, I view basically every human in- interaction as a failure on my part. Really? Every, like, if I, not just like, like right now, I'll leave here and I'll be like, "Wow, I really ruined that." Well, that's accurate. Episode, and then sorry, but I'll get coffee in the morning. It's just something that simple again. From like, oh man, I really blew that. Transition. Do you, so those, do you the really? More, the more mundane Every, the interaction, even like a, the the more I feel I've failed it. It's yeah, because like, it's I feel like I, I don't know that like your your every sort of waking moment should be uh, conducted as though it were like. You know, written the way a scene plays out in a movie. So when yes. I when I order coffee, I'm like, I go up and I'm like, uh, I, I think I want like a, a tall. Uh, let me think about it. I like uh, mocha. No eh. way. And then, and, but and then I feel like, I, like I should have. You should have jaunty back and forth banter yeah, like because you should know them because you come go there every and, morning. And been like, hello, Bill. I'm feeling great. I'm going to go with a tall today. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like, and then, then they, they would be really, and they'd be later. like, that's a good choice. And it would be this really uplifting interaction. That's never how it works out. That Even like simple cool. when a when a like waitress comes up and she's like, can I get you anything? And I'm like, just water. Like, I feel like that there should be something more to it. Like, hey, the, Oh, hey, Tina. Yeah, it's the huge, like that. Yeah. yeah, it's like no, I'm you know I'm hydrating right now. I don't know. I don't know what these sparkling pieces of dialogue should be, but I, I'm constantly disappointing myself. I'm, that, I'm, that's that's me. Yeah, I mean I have, I could have lunch with like one of my best friends and be like, well, they'll never agree to that again. And do they? They always do. Yeah. Yeah, they just they just keep coming back for more Suckers. punishment. <laughs> Gary, do you torture yourself this way? No. Not really. I mean, so simple, simple, Gary. Yeah, I He's well adjusted. I, I agree with Dustin's thing though, and I try to. I, I've I, okay. I just said I try, but I've inadvertently started going to the same places so many times that I do know the people, so that I can have. Oh, you're lucky. Yeah, I want like, that. And and the best the best way it's ever manifested itself is there's a a bar that I go to after work a lot of times, not because I'm an alcoholic, but because they they serve food until like 1 a.m. and we get out really late sometimes. So if I need dinner after work, I'll go to this place. And I know the bouncers really well, who are like these huge football player type guys. And one time a fight started up that I was kind of right in the middle of. I was just sitting there and a bunch of guys around me started fighting and that really saved me, knowing them. And because they just, they without asking questions, threw out like 25 people but since they knew me, they knew I wasn't part of it. See, I barely even know my neighbors, which is a very New oh, York thing. Yeah. But I live in L.A. now where you're supposed to. And uh, so if there was ever a fight that broke out right outside my house, which there very well could be because it's not the best neighborhood and I'm tired of hearing the yelling at there night. There is a sofa. No, that, I, that got removed. Aww. There was a sofa and then there was a mattress and then there was a homeless man on top of them. But they're both gone. Uh, I mean, all three of them are gone. 
But anyway, no one would save me because no one knows me. And when I walk out in the morning, I often think to myself, should I like nod or say hi or do anything? And then sometimes I think, here's a confession. I'm wearing my retainers. I don't want to get stuck in a conversation. Because I decide to pop them in like once every five months. And, and this true. happened that's on that morning. Yeah, exactly. I can't. I can't have a conversation wearing you retainers. Just keep your gold like that. I know, but that'd be weird. No, I know, but I am. I am the person who, when I got my retainers, the cool thing was to have, um, to have like crazy plastic color retainers. So mine are purple. Oh, fun! So it just looks like I'm like deep, being deeply it looks deprived like you've of eaten, oxygen. Recently, uh, eaten a grape pop- popsicle. Right. Hey, at least I didn't go for the Rasta colors or or glitter, which some. Some people did. They have Rasta yeah, retainers? Like a, exactly. Is it for people that are into jam bands and stuff? Yes, it's for people that go to Reggae Sunsplash. I don't know wow. if they have that everywhere, just in Orange County. All right. Um, oh, oh, this is my favorite my favorite typo. Mitch Serp wrote, I can't decide if I want my socks on or off when I climb into beef. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's not a typo. Cause, I know. Like, I'm just like... Mitch, call me. <laughs> well, I wrote back and I said, this is the best typo ever. And then Gary said, or the creepiest just me or everyone ever. Climbing into beef. Ooh, maybe that's like a euphemism. Uh, yeah, for like... Oh, oh, man. That's so gross. For like tucking into a great steak. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I wasn't thinking of that. No, way. I was like thinking of having sex. Euphem- yeah. Oh, man. No. Like, like parting the meat curtains. You didn't get yeah. that in the original exchange? No. That was instantly no, what I thought that, was that... I, 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 no. Yeah. No. Is that what every, everyone instantly... This is a just that me was, or everyone, just me or everyone. Well, that was my whole joke, was that it, if it wasn't misspelled, that it was a euphemism for him having sex, oh. thus making it the creepiest JMO ever. I want climbing into beef to be the new euphemism for sex. <laughs> I, the the socks you. on or off would make sense in that context. Like, oh, man, yeah, would. I, I, would climb, I would climb into beef with her. <laughs> mm <Mm-mm>. <laughs> But it has to be sex with, like, a large... Uh, Lady with a f- floppity vagina <laughs> to climb into beef, I would think. I Is, think does it, that exist, the floppity vagina? They're like snowflakes. Right. But are some more floppy? I mean, obviously they yeah, are. Yeah, I would say All so. Right. Matt SPLJ says, laying in bed before sleep time on your back and accidentally drop your iPhone, iPad on your face. Yes, I dropped mine on my chest, but that has happened to me so many times and it's always very very jarring and painful and my instant i feel like why did someone hit me oh it was my phone because i i'm holding it and then i fall asleep actually oh, and it drops out of my hand yeah and i'm always amazed that i'm not hurt more seriously yeah because you could really take out an eye break a nose yeah i mean Don't probably not that. but it it feels like there's a lot of velocity dustin you're sure like, you know uh, well, I have a. <clears throat> that doesn't happen to me, and it's uh, for a specific reason, which is I feel like a corollary JMO, which is this implies that you're on your back operating the device. That's how it's able to drop yeah. on you. I've never been able to, or I've never felt comfortable in that position, like either like reading it's a not, book yeah, or using the phone or what. So, like, I don't, I'm always like on the stomach, like, you know, resting on my elbows, doing mm. the, you know, phone, iPod, whatever. And I just like I've I've tried to like look cool in the park like on my back reading a book and it's just it's totally uncomfortable and I can't yeah. really read anything like the light can't you know get underneath there to illuminate when it's I'm a trying nightmare. so I just uh, I've just given up that cool it it, it does a, it is a cool looking posture but I've just decided I can't pull it off I don't like, do like it like all these it's disappointments cool. in my life I'm just yeah 
It's I not think for me. you're too hard on yourself. I may be. I may be. Gary? I just want a perfect life. You can't. It's just out of reach. A perfect, wanting a perfect life will guarantee you'll never have Misery, it. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Perfect is the enemy of good. Gary, yeah, do you drop your phone on yourself? It's definitely happened to me before. It's definitely happened. Yeah. It doesn't, it's painful. Yeah. It doesn't happen that often, but it definitely... There should be some kind of phone holder, sort of like a harmonica holder, but a lot bigger. Like a wire you could just strap to something and it'll hold your phone there. Oh, because I'm sure does it, it's very awkward. Hat. Because I, when I'm on my back, I put sometimes I put a pillow on my chest to like prop my arm up yeah, and, so that what, I can read that's what I my do. tweets. I like put it, I, I put like a pillow on my stomach or yeah. I'll, I'll just put on a lot of weight and I'll prop <laughs> it there. That's that's a lot of dedication to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's, it's you got to set aside a few months. Yeah. All right, I think it's time time now for a segment we call Hey Go Fuck Yourself. Hey. Hey. Hey Go Fuck Yourself. Oh, so many people to tell that they can go fuck themselves so many yeah. situations. I'm trying to figure out where to start. Um okay. Well, on the Adam Carolla show recently, uh, Adam and I were talking about how when someone gets your name wrong, if you don't correct them right away, it becomes very difficult to ever correct them because it's like on week four of them still having your name wrong. And it's not someone you have a close relationship with, obviously, but it's someone you run into enough. Like, so week four, it just becomes difficult to sort of to tell them because they'll be like, why didn't you tell me sooner or whatever. So I told a story. And by the way, this is like it's not, you know, this is cliche. I feel like there's probably been a Seinfeld episode about it. But I told a story about working at Time Out in New York. Dustin, there was someone that we worked with who thought my name was Andrea. And I um, I didn't correct him, but it began to become um, cumbersome. Especially, it was weird because it was on email. So my name was right in the email, but he would still be like, hey, Andrea, in the email. That's such a weird one yes. for me. So finally, I uh, I got up the nerve to correct him. And he wrote back. He's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. It must be this heat because it was hot. And anyway, I was like, oh, phew, at least that's over. And then um, like four days later, he called me Andrea again. So I thought, OK, this one's not going to stick. And then we were we were at um, a, a screening of uh, Short Bus that John Cameron Mitchell. Do you know that movie? Yeah, that I side note. I really liked that movie. I would like to see it again. That's it made one, me cry. Uh, with the with weird sex. The, yeah. The guy jizzes in his mouth, like in the first five minutes. I don't remember that part. In his own mouth. Oh, yeah. I don't know why it made me cry. I, there was, I don't know. S- side note. Um, anyway, though, so then I was supposed to interview the filmmaker, and this guy introduced me after the screening to the filmmaker for the first time and introduced John me as... John Cameron Mitchell? Yes. Introduced me I as Andrea. Oh. Yeah. Why did the same guy? Yes, the guy who thought my name was he knew he knew him and he was he knew John Cameron Mitchell and he was introducing John Cameron Mitchell to me because I was going to be interviewing John Cameron Mitchell not at that time but at a later time and he's like John this is Andrea Andrea John and then I didn't know what to do so it was just a slightly uh, you know amusing what to do story and anyway someone left a comment which is like oh my God the horror of being called. Uh, Andrea, when your name is Allison. And hello, that you missed the entire point of the story. The point isn't that it's awful to be called Andrea if your name is Allison. The point is it's awkward to try to correct someone. And anyway, it's just a delightful slice of life. You missed the point entirely. You guys are both looking at me like there's something weird on my face, though, so maybe everyone has missed the point. But to this commenter, I say, Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. 
Well, also a double go fuck yourself because you, no one likes to be called not by their name. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that's a legitimate thing to be annoyed about, even if it were the point of the story. Like, it's totally okay to not like that people call you by different names. Yeah. If this person were called by a different name by people, this person would be pissed off about it. That's right. So did John Cameron Mitchell then call you Andrea throughout the interview? No, actually, did, did because it was at a later time. Oh. And uh, I introduced myself as Allison and he called me Allison. It all worked out. It all, yeah, see, there was, I, w- I was worried for nothing, Dan. Um, and oh. then the, uh, see? That happens to me. I bet. People call me Dan sometimes. Dustin, what do you get? Justin? Justin. Yeah. And that actually happened uh, to the email thing. This happens constantly, even in emails, where I, you know, my name is clearly, I don't misspell my own name. And uh, that happened when I was admitted to UCLA Business School. And they're like, congratulations, Justin, we really, <laughs> we, we really value your application. And, and you as like an individual and whatever. And I'm like, yes, you're really expressing that by not even deciphering what my Bastards. name actually is. Oh, how horrible to be called Justin when your name is Dustin. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. Uh, any reaction from your mom to... Oh, she hasn't heard the episode yet. That's right. Okay. The, the li- uh, yeah. yeah at, at the live show, which was last week, um, we, we continued the story of Dustin telling his mom to go fuck herself, and then she had to go fuck herself for Dustin, and it's quite a caper. Whoa, it does sound... Yeah, but yeah. it's all like it's, it's all in good fun. Do, yeah. Dave, do you need to tell anyone to go fuck themselves? And you don't have to force yeah. it. Including in sure. your family. No, yeah, no one in my family. I like my family. Yeah, uh, well, uh, but well, no, don't hold yourself back. Uh, <laughs> no, maybe sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Um, a lot of times, like maybe my extended relatives. My, you know, my, not me, my immediate family. Right. The, they all. Most of them have no idea what I do, and they don't have any. So. Any whatever I say I'm doing, they're like, no. And this is I love all of them, um, but there's been occasions where some of them will be like, like I'll be like, oh, I'm, like even with the book, they'll be like, oh, you're writing a book. Oh, that's so great. You're like they're like you're trying. You're gonna write it and then see if someone will pop it, put it out, or you put it out. <laughs> like I'm like, they're like they think I'm just gonna. T- I mean, and it's fine if you do do that. I, a lot of you know Fifty Shades of Grey person yeah. did that, and look at them. It's great. But they just anything I'm doing, they always assume it's me, like in my dad's basement, like just barely. They just, right. They, they're like they. I'm like, like no. glorified dilettantism, right. like making yeah. macaroni art. Yeah, yeah, and and like they. I'm like no, like you know this uh, St. Martin's Press. They're like a book comp. They have an office. <laughs> they gave me it's money. Real. They gave me money to write this, and they're just like no, you're. That's like what are we like that would happen to a real person, not you. <laughs> <laughs> like they just think I'm this man child, and like my cousin, he and and his parents, I love them. He's always like my parents are always just like, what does how does Dave survive? <laughs> like how does he pay the rent? And so my cousin started like clipping when he sees me in a magazine or something. We'll clip it like an old fashioned way and mail it to his parents and be like this is your nephew like he's everything's okay yeah and uh but but then i've learned you know there's you just can't i I, so i guess i don't want to tell my relatives to go fuck themselves but when you but anyone who's just like is just like 
th- if you say you're doing something, they always assume like, yeah, you're just a dilettante, like right. just like like completely delusional. And you want to be like, I've been on an obscure basic cable television <laughs> show. Right. Take me seriously. <laughs> I woke up every Saturday morning at 5 a.m. to do local news, goddammit. Yeah, well, yeah. that brings me, actually, to a sub-go-fuck-yourself, which is someone recently said something about how I'm someone who has no visible means of income and works about 15 hours a week. <laughs> hey, go fuck yourself. I don't know what I have to do to show... See, it's the same thing as what you're saying. Yeah. Why do people think that if you're in entertainment, you don't work? Hello, this thing you're listening to, that is work. Not that I don't love exactly. this podcast, not that I don't love the other podcast. For the show, I think we've established. Yeah. yeah. No, but in all seriousness, like on the Adam Carolla show, that's a lot of work. The, I know that it goes into what you people will say I'm not prepared enough for. Go fuck yourself on that one, too. But like, it's a real job. Yeah. So, and also in terms of not having a visible, not, oh no, not ever having a visible means of income, you know that little box on the top of your computer where you can type things? You should try searching things before you jump to conclusions. It's called Google. Because yeah. I worked... See, I just sound like a whiny bitch. But it's like no, I worked don't. at magazines on staff for years. I've been working for a long time. So, hey, go fuck yourself. Hey. Yeah. Hey. <sighs> go fuck yourself. I'm so with you. Wait, now you made me think yeah. of other ones. Yeah. It's really annoying. What well, do, I have, do I have to be Laverne or Shirley for them to think that I have a real job? What, yeah, what involves to... visible means of income? That that's was like, the most impassioned go fuck yourself. I, yeah. but, I almost threw my back out last time. probably the most alienating for everyone listening. <laughs> Listening to entertainment people complain that they don't get credit for their hard work as entertainment people, I think, is a subject that many people will well, I think, not well, jump Come back, you guys. With. I'm every woman. I think a lot of times with entertainment, though, pe- people think like you, if you enjoy what you're doing, you can't possibly be working. Yeah. Like, I feel like I work my balls off, but I, love, I have a blast and I love the stuff that I do. You know, there's not... Uh, like, I just some, you know, people are like, well, you can't be working if you're home, like writing some retarded thing. Not that my book. I'm not talking about my book. My book is gravely, right. gravely serious. Yeah, but I will say with the book, bring it around to my my Please. book, tasteful nudes. Uh, it like people are like, is it like as if I've never written anything before? And it's like before you wrote for the New York Times. Yeah, before for Christ's sake, before sakes. I went into comedy, I was a journalist. Oh, we're speaking. Yes. Major newspapers yeah. and magazines. New York Times. Like I, I was doing that. I was writing for major publications long before I ever did stand up. Right. So those people can go fuck themselves. That's right. That's right. I don't want to get the music. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I just want to say something to Dustin's point because now he has made me think, and I hate when people do that. Not really. Um, it's one thing if someone is, you know just doesn't quite understand how the whole thing that you do works. But it's another thing if they're using it to uh, tear you down, which is which is what I'm getting, that's, which is yeah, like that yeah. I'm, you know, I don't know how the world works because I've never had any visible means of income. It's this like there's this notion that I've led this sheltered life that's been perfect and that I have parents who have supported me and everything. And that whole rosy picture could not be farther from the truth. And I've tried or further. I've tried to explain this like and now I just sound like a whiny bitch. But like I've had a far from perfect life. I've there's been a lot of tragedy and a lot of death that I've experienced. You don't get to be um, this 
uh, way. Yeah. Just, you know, leading the life people you, think I've you, lived. So, you know what? All you people, go yeah. fuck yourselves. You need, hey, you, hey, hey, go fuck yourself. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, you need a lot of, you got to have a lot of manure to have a good crop. That's exactly right. Yeah. Got to, yeah, something. I agree. <laughs> Poo. I just want to say that. Uh, no, you're totally right. Thank you. Right. I feel like I you guys you. get me. I totally get it. And, no, but you're, yeah. Oh, God, I'm enraged. I'm sorry. I just thought of like a lot of other people I wanted to tell go fuck themselves. You, you can shout them out if you want. But but you know what you're talking about? There, there are people like, if someone's like someone's grandmother or like someone who's just is not going to understand. Like my, my, my mother did not, you know, she, that someone's like, oh, David's on it. That's what she would call me. I would be like, he, I saw him on HBO, and my mom would be like, oh, someone saw you on HBO. That's that's good, right? Like she was, And then she admitted, she's like, what's HBO? It's like she didn't have cable. So I understand like when my mom wouldn't understand. I totally get it. And when someone like that, like, or like my friend's dad, I was like at my friend's birthday party recently, and his dad's like, just like, are you, are you ever going to get a job? Like, <laughs> And like I'm like I get it like you there yeah, but but I, you know I didn't I wanted to say like no that's the idea like I'm <laughs> yeah. not ever going to do these things that that everyone does I don't want to do those things right. I want to do what I do you know but there's people that are never going to understand that but when it's done in a condescending way sort of yeah. like like there's people like oh real oh you do oh that's so good you're trying to do <laughs> Oh, come on, that's oh, you're still playing a band. That's so good that you just still do it, yeah. even though nobody cares. <laughs> it's like, oh, you look like you're having so much fun up there. Yeah. That's great. It's so great that that nowadays in this age of the internet, like anyone can, you can just like do it yourself. You don't need like someone to back you and to, you know to recognize your talent. Yeah. You can just try anything. Yeah, just yeah, just go for it. I feel like we need a we need a, a hey go fuck yourself to yeah. close this out. Just to drive drive this fucker the home. The point home, yeah. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. Gary looks like he's tired of playing this one. I just I don't get tired of hearing it. Well, gosh, you guys, we are we are nearing being out of time. But Dave Hill, thank you so much for coming by. Thanks for having and me. Thank you for getting up early um, from Glenn Danzig's bathroom. Oh yeah. Wouldn't that be great? The thing is, gosh, I was so close to talking to Glenn Danzig last night for my birthday. Can you get back there? I feel like I can because we talked about Glenn Danzig. He's like, do you want to call him? I'm like, yeah, we probably should call Glenn Danzig. It's my birthday, goddammit. Or somebody, call someone, you know. My friend also works with Slayer. I was like, call Slayer, do something. Yeah. But Danzig, that would be sweet. But we ended up not calling anyone. But we did. He did tell me lots of Danzig stories, which I don't tire of. I don't think anyone tires of Danzig stories. How could you? But you know what? I don't know if this is a secret or not. It's not a secret. This is what I think is really cool. Do you like Danzig? Kind of. Do you like Danzig? I don't. Everyone. Know Danzig. Everyone loves Danzig. I love yeah, everyone. Them, yeah, I love. But them. he's did. He's doing. He just did this. You know the Elvis '68 comeback special. Mm-hmm. With the Elvis and red lights. Sorry. You have a lot of Googling to do. Okay. It's okay. But um, so Danzig is doing like his own version of, he just did it and has the Danzig logo in the red. I have a picture of it on my phone. Mm -hmm. And he did 
a, like a show in the round. And I was like, that's so badass. That's so I'm so pumped to see oh, that. You could have talked about that on the phone with Glenn Danzig. I know, but um, it's going to be a DVD. I don't know why I'm promoting. Glenn Danzig. I know. You should be promoting your own book, Tasteful Tasteful Nudes, Nudes, which is a beautiful, hard copy book, which you can get at any bookseller, but I would recommend... It's like the man grade of books. Yeah, but it's it's lighter. I would recommend... Look at all the pages. It's 240 pages. Yeah, it's not not, not a daunting amount of pages. I wrote the fuck out of that book. I know. I can feel it. It's so cute that you sat down and and wrote for Thanks for for coming on my little podcast... So I'm just trying it out. Me. I, yeah. dro- I drove here on my myself in your little car. And sh- I'm just being condescending. No, I I I like. But the thing is, like you know, I'm I'm a, come from a large family, and I'm from Cleveland. So when someone is condescending to me, because Cleveland like, feels you like kind home. of beat yourself. Yeah, I feel like yeah, I probably deserve that. You know, I yeah. kind of always I'm like, uh, you know, we're not gonna get to the playoffs, and no. I'm really hammered right now. I'm sorry. That's why. That's why you cottoned to having your face slapped by fake breasts. Exactly. You probably figured you had it coming. Well, I was pretty happy about that in the end. It did seem to work out well. Yeah, it made for uh, a great. It was a fun day. I don't think I've been slapped in the face by fake breasts since then. In any, I've never experienced them in private uh, in a romantic setting. Listeners, take note. So if you would like to be that lucky lady, <laughs> you can get in touch with Dave and his his cheeks, his reverginal cheeks at Mr. Dave Hill on Twitter. Yeah. And but, his. Yeah. What? But I, I, I don't I, I'm not saying do, I, I'm not really I don't really want fake boobs. In OK. They get in touch with you with their real boobs. Yeah. Uh, bring it on. <laughs> okay. And they should definitely go ahead and get your book, Tasteful Nudes, which, as I said, it's available at all booksellers. But I would recommend going to Amazon. And if you're going to go to Amazon to buy stuff, which you are anyway, click through the banner on my website, AllisonRosen.com, and that helps out the show, nice. um, which is is delightful. And also, thank you guys so much for listening and for leaving iTunes comments and for emailing and for telling other people about the show because the show is doing really well and it is because yeah, of you. Wildly popular show. It actually it is. Thank you. I'm I am and, and, I'm and really rightfully happy about so. It. Oh, thanks. Uh, I think so. But then I um, as tell, many people I, as we tell to fuck off, they just keep coming know, back for more. It's amazing. For punishment. Now, do you do you get mad when what like co- internet comment? I mean, that's like the meanest. Yeah, Does it, that bother, it bothers I, me. I'm, I, I mean, people I'm, say wonderful things. But they say really like, like one out of twenty is negative, and then all that gets gets in my head. Well, that's what I, I say like yeah, it's nice to read the nice things, but then the, yeah, the, the mean like I'm I was like uh, like if you were to just take all the mean things that people say on the internet about me and just do one of those word clouds. No, well, what would it be? It'd be like Dave Hill is a fat fucking faggot uh, who. That's what they say about me. Gonna get laid ever, and. Uh, Two of those things are not true. I can, I sometimes put on a little weight. I struggle with my weight. You look quite svelte. Thank you. I've been trying. I feel like I put on a bit in the last couple of weeks because I've been uh, just uh, no. You're thin. Just uh, on a bender, basically. I had a cupcake for breakfast, for example. What kind? Nothing. It was really that. nice. Well, yesterday was my birthday, as I mentioned. Yeah. Today's not. I'm powerless. 
there's nothing I can get. For I know. It. It's my sister's birthday today. Oh. Yeah, but well, happy birthday to yeah, your sister. My sister Miriam. I gotta call her. Yeah, you do. Um, but um, yeah. So my friend Allie got me a cupcake, and and I ate it for breakfast. And I drunkenly, uh, a nice girl named Danielle gave me cookies last night, and I drunkenly ate them mm. in bed. As I most a lot of my eating takes place in bed. I'm a sad man. Well, His bed as is filled long with as you crumbs, right? Eat no. them on your back and then drop them I on know. yourself. It's in you my, well, out. I have like a like a sort of a rug on my chest. Like it stops right. Crumb oh, catcher. yeah, I was, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. So I, would we find like bits of walnuts and cranberries in your chest area right now? In my chest. What, yeah, what you do is you shake it out <laughs> and you just... Uh, you can either shake it out and then crack an egg into it and make like sort of a meatloaf type dish. Like a, fr- like a frittata. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was you thinking have... like something you could dip French toast in, but you, you guys have better well, ideas. Well, this is a lot of ways to play this one. Right, I mean, okay. if without the egg, you could, yeah, you can make French toast. Um, and it's cool. It's nice because it's like flavor. You're like, oh, I think it tastes chocolate. Oh, I'd like, oh. Roasted garlic, uh, <laughs> saltine. Right, you get all these yeah. little fixins. Um, it's it's good. It's like that Mrs. It's like a topping bar, like that Mrs. Dash. Salt yes, substitute. right. Only um, it's like an everything bagel. Also topping. with a bit of chest hair. Yeah, and I bet a little little bits of flaky skin. I'm not accusing yes. you of being under moisturized, but I just know though how this you works. know it is a constant struggle. It's. I know. Especially when traveling, because of the events of September 11th, I find it's hard to... Screwed on the lotion gel front. It's very hard to travel with the moisturizers and and lotions and scents. So a lot of times I travel not moisturized. I don't have my trademark scent. (laughs) And my life's a goddamn nightmare. What is your trademark scent? Well, I can't can't really say. say. It's It's probably not on me. It is trademarked. I don't know. I hope that it sort of stays with me. It's a lot of ingredients. Cause, uh, and sometimes there'll be like more in one area. Because not unlike, you know, I like... Sounds like a secret recipe, like a dry rub. Yeah, <laughs> it, it basically is. It's, it's like, a, it's like a, a bunch of different things. And then it creates the illusion that it's my natural oh, scent. Oh, okay. But after a while it does because I just keep caking it on. And it never goes away. So it's probably still on me even though I've showered it. A few times. Intriguing. So, I bet it involves paprika. <laughs> There's a bit of paprika. Nut, there always nut, is. Meg. There always is. Um, Sometimes brown sugar, which is surprising. Brown, yeah. Yeah. I do like a nice brown sugar mm. scent. Any lemon zest? Uh, there is citrus involved, yeah. No lemon. Wow. But yeah. I think it's nice to have. I'm, I'm in a big fan of unisex fragrances. Like CK1? No. Though, Patchouli? Though, thank you for mentioning that. <laughs> It's the, I don't know any other unisex fragrances. Well, I'm, I'm saying, like, I would never wear, like, a man's cologne. Right. I, uh, once I bought a cologne at or perfume at that store Fresh in New York. I don't know if it's still there. Yeah, yeah, I know that And store. then at some point I was like, is this actually unisex or for men? I don't know if it was. It was a little, it was a little bold and masculine for my taste. It, sound, it sounds like you had a nice funk on you. It was more musky than funky. I, I think. like a nice musk. Yeah, it was. It was musky. Yeah. It was definitely not gamey because that's when musk goes too far. Yeah. Into that's funk. Where, that's you're getting. It's into musk it. then gamey then funk. Right. You don't want to smell like venison. That's not no, sexy well, usually. 
I, I would like maybe like a little bit of venison. I like I like venison. I've never had venison. Oh, it's I don't delicious. Need to. It is delicious. What does it taste like? It doesn't taste like a lady to me. It does not taste like a lady. It depends what. He has to eat part. fish out of his breast pocket. To my <laughs> taste friend, ladies. you know, my friend hunts deer, and he at his house he like has that. deer estrus, basically uh, deer vagina juice. Why? Uh, I guess you does put he think it. It's you, an aphrodisiac or something. It's the aphrodisiac for the for deer, deer for that you oh. go out there. You cover yourself in that dough. Just sounds like dough vagina juice. A stab and then rape. That's basically the deer think they're coming for like this massive orgy in the woods. This happened. This was discussed. You killed them on our show with Joel Stein. That the way you kill a turkey is by, I think, parading yourself around like a turkey that wants to be raped, or the, something like something involving sex and hunting. That's life in a nutshell. <laughs> I think, basically. You're, you're <laughs> not. No. But yeah, if you want to kill an animal, the best thing, uh, or a man, if you're la- like a lady killer, right? You, you, you. Well, a lady killer, is or a if man you want to have sex with an animal, with it's not a lady who kills men. No, weirdly, it's oh, you're not, right. Although it's, it should. You're, you're, you're right. Think that that should it be is the, the other way around. A lady is she'd be a black widow, which right. is weird because it's like an, another animal reference to talk about. Oh, okay. but a man yeah, killer, right. man killer—that's what it is. Um, but yeah, I think if you're hunting, you want to create the illusion that the animal's going to get laid, and then you shoot them in the face. It just seems so, it's like so manipulative. How, I feel like that's yeah. how human lady animals treat marriage. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you married? I'm not married. Oh, I've yeah, avoided we avoided that trap, now. Dave. Oh, man, sweet. <laughs> I see that doe estrus coming miles away. No, thanks. <laughs> do you want to get married? I do. <laughs> <laughs> Someday. I feel like you seem like uh, a, a real catch. I mean, you're not right for me. <laughs> so you don't have okay. a vagina? I mean, I was going to say we should uh, go to see a party dressed as Santa's together. Yeah, but now, I mean, now nah. that's going to sound weird I, after you've I rejected would, me as I, a mate. We should go to the place gary goes to and beat the shit out of somebody <laughs> late, late at night dressed as santa or Why just together oh you go there but not with gary because he's got night. a thing yeah. going with the bouncers right. we don't want to we don't want to cause trouble for him no we'll come as as strangers <laughs> but aren't there a lot of places for you... adam's show we don't get off work until like eleven fifteen some nights yeah a lot but, of nights uh, is, this is los angeles there's a, you can get like tacos all night i live in the valley it's not as easy as you would think to find somewhere near it's my not place. an all-night town there's like three like places. new york it's not oh. there's like three places that you can eat after 11 and i kind of have to rotate them sometimes and you go to scorchers home of the it's i'll I'll tell you just because the name's funny it's called big wangs (laughs) big wangs i'm going there as soon as i leave it's delightful big wangs is it but is is it a chinese place no it's a it's a wing place it's like like a hooters Oh, okay. they're pronouncing wings in a cute way. Yeah, they're they're clever wings. That's cute. They're really yeah. Because wow. when you're eating on all the t-shirts, because when you're great. eating wings, you really want to imagine of, that you're eating cocks. Right. Yeah. 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 All well, right. On that note, uh, thank you so much for coming and doing my you. show. Thanks it for was delightful. Me. Uh, is there anything you want to plug more than what we've already plugged? Oh yeah, I, I wrote a book. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it this this yeah, tasteful nudes thing? I wonder nudes. what this was. Yeah, I want everyone to buy it. 
I think they'll like it. I do too. Um, I'm doing a bunch of shows around the country. Where can we find out information on that? On my website, DaveHillOnline.com. I'm coming to your town. Right. It's not just DaveHill.com. It's DaveHillOnline.com. Uh, exactly. exactly. Right. right. And not coming like Fifty Shades of Grey. Like he's going to... No, well, he's going to come give, a, to be give a performance yeah. Yeah, that may be orgasmic. Probably is. I will probably masturbate in a hotel, to be fair. So I will. You got to relax nothing before less. the show. All right, you yeah. guys. And you can follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. You can follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. You can follow Gary at G. Patrick Smith. You can follow Dustin at Dustin Goot, but he doesn't tweet. Please come see us live June 22nd at Nerd Melt. And, um, and I think that is all for now. I love you guys. Okay, bye. 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 Thank bye. you. Hey, do you know... And Rose and Show. We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Thank you for choosing the Allison Rose and Show. guys it's me again i hope you enjoyed that episode uh i'm going to to play an angora song for you but i realized that i forgot to tell you what to make your itunes comments of the week about this week so first of all obviously please make them about how you like the show if you do like the show because you know we need all the five-star comments we can get but also i would like to know what is your favorite tv show it can be from any era So let me know that in your comments. Okay. Anyway, here's a song called I Never. And as I said at the beginning of the episode, I wrote this um, after a friend of mine committed suicide. And it was uh, one of the hardest things I ever went through. I was in mourning for, I don't know, I feel like a couple years, if not longer. Occasionally now I look back on that and I think, um, I can't believe this many years passed. And I think about how old he would have been now. And I'm amazed that I am back to 
you know, not thinking about it constantly. It is it's the reason that I stayed in Orange County a lot longer than I planned to after college. Um, it's, you know, actually it's the reason I ended up getting into a band because I thought I was going to leave Orange County very quickly. And then this happened and it just completely floored me. Um, and it was like probably, you know, the set. The saddest time of my life, and yet I was playing in a band, so I was the most upset and the most on display at the same time, uh, which was was sort of a weird thing. But um, it was cathartic in a way because I could write all these songs about it. Not that there were that many songs about it, but um, but this one is, and the lyrics are, uh, "I shoulda, but I didn't, and I couldn't, cause you never." And so you can obviously fill in the blanks. It was you know just I should have done something, but I didn't do anything and I couldn't have done anything because you never told me what the hell was going on with you. Those are some of the things you could fill in, but there's other things you can fill in as well. And I also, um, at the beginning of the episode, I said that I was uh, hesitant to go back and listen to this song, uh, these songs. And with this song specifically, I was never happy with how my vocals sounded and I do the backing vocals. And you can hear me singing, you never sort of at the... uh, the breakdown part of the song. Um, and then I think that's my scream in there. And I also, I think, was a little bit embarrassed about that. But then I listened to it again. And I thought, no, that sort of captures the emotion. Unless it wasn't my scream, in which case I'm taking credit for someone else's raw emotion, which they probably put on to sing the song. Okay, then. Here's the song. It's called I Never. Uh, and if I didn't already say it, I love you guys.